Media Lens on Sabahul Muslim with Ibrahim Dilrai. That's right, Media Lens it is, and just approaching the 10 to 8 o'clock hour it is. Well, you know what, today, these days it seems, uh, I'm, I'm talking about post-October 7th, the day of name, ex- or, or, the, or the month, or the, or the period of name extensions. Iranian-backed Houthi rebels, Iranian-backed something, Iranian-backed Hezbollah. Well, you know what, I think we need to contribute towards the extension of names also. Uh, U.S. and U.K.-aligned Israel. Well, U.S. and U.K.-aligned Israel, at least one alliance partner, the U.S., has been accused by the Chinese ambassador. And I think this is not the first time that China has, in fact, uh, put out the, uh, the, the, the concern that the U.S. is actually escalating tensions in the area, first with the attack on, uh, you know, the Houthi rebels' installations, although the Houthis, in fact, haven't killed anybody. And thereafter, the recent spate of uh, military attacks on, on, on what they claim to be rebel installations in Iraq and Syria. And this is post the attack on the military, Tower 22, as they call, uh, in Jordan, occupied by U.S. Uh, US forces. Well, that's the focus of our discussion for the media lens. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, brother Ibrahim Deen. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Brother Ibrahim Deen, what's the latest coming out of the Middle East? The Chinese ambassador putting some sense into the conversation that the US is actually escalating tensions in an area that's already fraught with, with warfare for a number of decades rather than helping the situation. Yes, I mean, uh, you know, it was UN discussion on Monday, Security Council discussion, and, you know, the Chinese ambassador then, as you said, lambasted the U.S. for, um, you know, for not supporting the ceasefire and for also, uh, you know, uh, undermining uh, in uh, uh, sovereignty in the region by attacking these bases. Now, I think there's two components to it. One is the fact that U.S. power has waned post, you know, post-Iraq to such an extent where the Chinese are seen as the as the moral powers in the region, even though, you know, they have their own disputes with the rest of the world and and a whole lot in the South South, South China Sea, uh, you know, issues with uh, in Tibet, in Xinjiang, you know, with Taiwan. But you know, they seem to be the moral sensitive. I mean, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, country in the region. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, global power, uh, which I, I think shows how how. How, in a sense, the, the the blindness or the myopic view of Israel actually has actually contributed to U.S. decline. Um, and secondly, I think the Chinese, as you said, and as the Chinese, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, ambassador pointed out, is is the fact that you know a lot of the U.S. responses is still that old Cold War mentality that we just go after whoever, wherever, whenever, and undermining you know the you know the global order, what you'd call what the U.S. would like to say the normal based order of the world. Um, you know the attacks on the Houthis, but more more significantly the attacks on Iran and Syria. Uh, um, I mean, on Iraq and Syria, which, in all honesty, aren't really rebel groupings because both of those militia groupings <laughs> that were attacked are actually, in a sense, in government or supportive of government in those countries. So, you know, it's uh, it's. It's significant how, as I said, this, myop- this myopia is contributing to uh, U.S. decline, but also allowing and enabling China to to ascend. And, you know, we've seen this during the Trump era when China was the one calling for free trade and Trump was the one calling for isolationism. We're now seeing this politically, uh, you know, at the U.N. with the extension of BRICS, 
Um, and you know this, you know, it's basically hastening the the the, the start of this what you'd call bipolar uh, global international order. Mm. Finally, brother Ibrahim, of course, how much the U.S. does globally or or, or locally, uh, it, it's got a lot to do with you know the popularity of the current sitting president. It is an election year. Uh, they, of course, at the end of the year, but still, it is the run-up to uh, their November elections. And obviously, uh, Biden does not want to be seen as uh, looking weak. So what better way than to fight fire with fire, even though you drop a bomb in a desert? But as, I suppose the American public knows uh, no less. And, you know, for them, you know, at least it was some response or a high, or, or, or a tight clout, uh, you know, where, where somebody interfered with our troops, which at least, uh, you know, made create some buoyancy for the campaign of uh, of president biden which of course you could say has already kicked off yeah i mean there is the attempt to create a rally around the flag flag effect but you know in many instances biden's response from from that perspective hasn't been strong enough uh, it, it you know it still shows how the u.s think that their lives are more important than everyone else's lives that Three lives were lost in Jordan, so we can kill hundreds of people in in, in Iraq and Syria. Um, so, you know, from from that perspective, is actually, you know, the response is 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 seen as too little. And and the bigger problem is discourse and 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 media coverage and the fact that, I mean, look, the the the, the Iranians retaliated. Um, uh, you know, uh, the Iraqis retaliated by uh, uh, I mean, yeah, by attacking a base in in Syria. Um, over the past few days, which killed uh, Syrian-backed, uh, you know, uh, Kurdish fighters, SDF fighters in in that country, and you know, there's been no focus on the fact that in this U.S. base there were Syrian fighters. Also, you know, why is the U.S. base in Iraq and uh, in, in Syria in the first place? And also, I mean, now in that Tower 22 in Jordan, I mean, Jordan, there's no war in Jordan, there's no ISIS in Jordan. Um, so you know that that discourse shapes this narrative that it's a, as you were saying, it's a either with us or a, a, against us uh, narrative, and you know maybe maybe the need needs to be to actually then change, you know, to start looking at how we 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 uh, shape the discourse by actually labeling people as U.S. allied, U.S. supported, U.S. backed. Um, U.S. extended, if you want to talk about Israel. Um, and in that sense, you know, uh, start making it more clear to the general public that actually, you know, the, uh, you know, there's a lot more going on beneath the surface than what, you know, is on the surface. And then in, in, in that sense, hoping to change the narrative. But, I mean, as, as we're talking, there's, a, there's a, you know, talks about the, the Michigan primary in, uh, in um, uh, and, and uh, you know, many Arabs wanting to actually put uh, no, uh, you know, no discourse or uh, concerned on the ballots because they want to actually bring up the ceasefire issue in the primary. And the Biden administration, for example, is trying to push back against that very unsuccessfully. And so, you know, it, it is the election season, uh, but, you know, Biden's support for Israel, in a sense, uh, and, uh, you know, the, you know, his, in a sense, more militarism or increased militarism compared to Trump actually has been there for a while and didn't just start now. Brother Ibrahim Dean, uh, shukran, jazakallah khairan for joining us for the media lens. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shukran for having me.